Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. My next guest, I have always wanted to talk to this guy because he's just so talented and I just want to get into his head and find out uh, when he found these natural gifts outside of athletics, which is acting. My next guest is a film and television actor, businessman, retired basketball player, and esports franchise owner. He played in the NBA for the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers, storied franchises, winning three NBA titles. Hey, you know, you can win one. Winning three, you got to be doing something right. Please welcome to the Money Making Conversations, Rick Fox. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, Rick. Tell me this, man. You went to North Carolina, right? I did. I sure did. <laughs> okay. So Tar Heel, Tar Heel baby, doing your thing back then. Now, where yeah. did where did the acting pop up? Was your degree at was your was your academic training in drama or something? When did the acting pop up? What was your degree plan well, in North Carolina? Yeah, I was in college from 87 to 91, mm-hmm. and at that time, I started off as an econ major mm-hmm. for a season, and it was uh, very taxing, and, and I did well enough at that semester, but I realized I didn't have, uh, between you know, basketball practices under Dean Smith and academics at Carolina, mm-hmm. as well as a social life, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was something that... Uh, I knew it was going to be hard to manage all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I was starting to blossom as a an NBA player potentially. Mm-hmm. So finding you know what I would do in my career after basketball, I knew I would. I knew I'd be in the NBA, and so it was an opportunity to look at what was that major that I could take 
that I could transition out of uh, the career in sports into. So I figured, you know, look, radio, television, motion pictures was something from an entertainment standpoint I'd be able to use as a broadcaster, as someone that uh, would be maybe involved in television in, in some capacity in the future. So I studied radio, television, motion pictures from a communication standpoint. Uh, and in my senior year, I took a couple classes because I was ahead. To, I was ahead, ahead hey, Rick, to Rick, you know, you don't hear that a lot. Senior year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was four years in college, man. Graduated. Uh, yeah, I come from the era where you didn't really leave mm-hmm. uh, school unless you were Michael Jordan, and mm-hmm. then you didn't even leave until after your junior year, let right. alone mm-hmm. freshman year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took a drama class, which was a part of a, a, a elective as a radio television and motion picture. I took an art class, mm-hmm. and it was in that moment when I took those two classes, I realized that. It was an artist in me, uh, a creative side that I didn't know existed. And if I hadn't taken it in my senior year, I probably would have, uh, my degree probably would have been in drama. Uh, but I, I finished and graduated, and, and I knew at that point I wanted to explore it some more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I started my MBA career, mm-hmm. about the second year into my career, mm-hmm. an opportunity to audition for a movie came up. And so I went, I went in that direction, and I uh, made an attempt to try and uh, be hired as an actor. Well, my friend, um, you know, I have I'm, ta- I'm speaking to Rick Fox, uh, uh, NBA champion. You know, we're not we're a former. He's an NBA champion, three time NBA champion. Uh, he's on the show to talk about One Fine Christmas, which premieres November fifteenth at nine p.m. Eastern and Pacific, and uh, eight p.m. Central on OWN, the OWN Network. That's Oprah's network. Um, before we get into that in more detail, you had that sweet jumper. A sweet jumper, you know, you know, you three point shooter. Just looking at the game today, you know, because you know you get slapped for hitting mid range jumpers nowadays. It seems, yeah. you know, <laughs> somebody hit you in the back of your head. And the coach might throw a basketball yeah. in the back of your head nowadays. Yeah. So, how, what do you say to that? Is that is that smart basketball, or 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 is that just the way the game is nowadays? It's the game today. Uh, I I come from a different era. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we did that. We shot threes, but we didn't shoot, you know, fifty-four threes in a game. Yeah, you shot, <laughs> you you know? shot strategic uh, threes. Today. Strategic threes. Yeah, today's today's game is just a different brand of basketball, and it's not to say that it's not um, the way to play the game. I, I don't. I, ch- I choose not to really judge. Uh, this era's basketball is something that's not. Well, basketball. I'm judging it, Rick. I'm judging. Rashawn McDonald judging it, man. If you, yeah, if, I, I, I see yeah, these guys, I, I, man. I, I, Come on, Rick. I see these guys. They stepping behind the back. They got a nice little 18, 17 foot jumper. They step back. Just yeah, I know. I know. It's, 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 let me put it this way: It's taken me a lot of years to to, to tune in uh, and accept that as as you know. The brand of basketball that I would I would coach or I would I would want to play. Um, it must be fun, I'm sure, and very rewarding financially to guys because statistically, you can see that they can put up a lot of uh, statistics. But, volume points. Uh, volume it, points. But is it winning? Is it winning? Is it winning basketball? In some cases, it's been winning basketball for some teams. But I think when you have 30 teams trying to do the same thing, not every player is capable of shooting from the range that we see. Steph shooting from now, or that we even see one or two big men shooting from, but everyone. Trey Young, Trey Young, he's just throwing it, it up. Yeah. He, he's like, you, yeah. you passing the ball on the other side of the court, he's shooting. 
Yeah. Trey, no, can you get the ball on the other side of the court? Shot. My era, in my era, you could take a shot from that distance, made or miss, you were sitting on the bench the rest of the game. I mean, I mean, Trey, y'all are crazy. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm based in Atlanta, based in Houston, so I always have interesting stories because I, I always remember Game Seven when uh, Houston lost to Golden State. They missed like 27 three pointers in a row, something like some incredible. You know, all they had to do was just drive to the goal, just drive to the goal, lay it up, just lay it up, just determined to hit three pointers and lost. It was just the most. Most tragic thing I'd ever saw in my life because you know that was a, that was a series where Chris Paul pulled his hammy and I guess had to sit yeah, out game six that. or seven. You know, Chuck, well, you know Charles Barkley would tell you, you you know live and die by the by the by the jump shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. teams I've seen teams that happen to teams consistently, and it really is. And so so now let's go over to the active because I want to talk about that a little bit because I became a fan and you know when you look at people you you see their talent you're a good looking guy. And then you, talented athlete. When you made your, you know, I, I know the first appearance in acting that really caught my eye was Oz. You know, you was a uh, good show, yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, man, you, I was like, you, you look like you look like a a basketball player that needed to be in jail. <laughs> Thank you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, Montana. There's a great cast of actors in that in that TV series. They kind of broke the cable mode and unlocked cable television for its grittiness. I mean, when you watch cable today, you see and hear, you know, there's nudity, there's language, there's, right. there's graphic content. I mean, it, they pushed they push the boundaries. And Oz was pretty much that first show uh, some 20-something years ago that did that. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was a part of, you know, something iconic. And and it was, it was, it was amazing to work with the talent talented actors that if you look at the roster there that went on to man today they 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 star in some of the top movies and TV shows uh, out there. Well you know when I look at that character, you know, I always say is if I say the character in real life that the character was was the former New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez. You know, because he was uh, just he was just yeah. out of control. Just out of control. Yep. His his peer group would was just let him do whatever he wanted to do. And guess what? When you have nobody protecting you. And that's what it all comes to. When I look at stories that are well-crafted like an Oz and you being a part of that, and I'm seeing you playing that role to in such a realistic moment, you know, because your character couldn't tell you nothing. And uh, I remember one of the characters no. said something about, what's your options now? What you going to do now? And you had no response because, brother, yeah. this was your life now, you know. Yeah, that, that's, uh, there's been a number of athletes when I think of the last 20 years that I, you know, that have turned, you know, weren't able to handle the success or the money or the, or the power and, and made decisions that landed them in positions. The person that was originally supposed to play the character, Jackson Vahue, was Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason <laughs> got into a situation uh-huh. literally leading up to the, the the casting of that, that that TV series where he got in trouble for you know raping a fifteen mm-hmm. year old girl mm-hmm. I think it was mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you know Anthony Mason is no longer with us right mm-hmm. um, but I remember the opportunity popping up because of somebody Commissioner else. David Stern mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. was remember. very adamant about about uh, Anthony Mason not participating in this in that show that Tom Fontana mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. looking at, looking to have him play the character. It really allowed you to establish your skill set, and and it's been coming back. When we come back, I'm going to get more detail. One Fine Christmas, which premieres 
uh, Friday, November 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN. My man Rick Fox, he got a lot of things happening too. Franchisee, you know, got a podcast. He tried to be like me. That's all. He tried to be like me. Rick Fox tried to be like me. Of course, you know, he looks better than me. He always will look. He, he be lying in his coffin. He gonna look better than me. Just here right now. <laughs> My man. My next guest, as I said earlier, you know, is a film and television actor, businessman, retired basketball player, and esports franchise owner. Before we go into the movie, now, I'm a fan of Greenleaf on own. Okay, now, they do not use you enough, Rick. You know, do I need to, what do I need to do, man? Do I need to go over there? Do I need to do some social media posts or something like that? You know, because that, that story, that show right there is crazy. Crazy. Well, that's a, that's an amazing world. It's a, a great show to be a part of. A great <laughs> cast. I've been honored the last few years, and and in this season here, uh, the Darius, char- Darius character takes a a bit of a um, a, a sidecar to uh, to Noah coming back. Uh, the the first boyfriend to Grace Greenleaf, right? And so uh, you know, so the setup uh, of that is happening. And then I you know Darius returns for the final season, so it'll get it'll get heated again. Uh, but yeah, I, I okay, love okay. My time. Let, let, let me pick it up uh, now. I just saw the last episode. You know that you know, like you know, Carissa crazy. Charity realized that Judy, <laughs> you know the you know the the, the pa told uh, told my man Phil that hey, you want to you want to run this church, you got to marry Judy and Judy. And so he went and told 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 uh, Charity, hey. You can take that ring off your finger because I'm not marrying you. <laughs> she told him to get out of there. And then Homegirl was told by uh, my man, uh, Lamar Rucker character, he found out, you know, she's sleeping with Fernando. And Fernando just gave her a, a will to let him know that, hey, mom and pop, meaning my man, my, my girl, uh, Lady May, and her husband, or former husband, or whatever you want to call her, he's still living in the same house. They may have killed a yeah, lady who lived in the house before that. A lot of, lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. <laughs> that's why I, so so you telling me i, I won't get this right now because i gotta put because i'll be waiting on you man i'll be waiting on you because you're my boy okay so so uh, so the next few episodes i'm gonna be seeing you that's what you're telling me well i don't um well the, uh, the season that comes i think maybe i don't know when it comes back quite yet but uh in in the season uh and I, i'm not sure which episode you're on now but season season five will be you'll see me back in oh, okay so. So, so right now season four is Aaron. So season five, yeah, I'm gonna see yeah. you. Okay, cool. Don't yeah. worry, brother. Yeah. I'll be I'll be pushing you on social media. I'm gonna I'm gonna push you so it. much, man. You can get an Emmy nominee, at least an image award. Uh, I'm gonna because I love you to death. Now let's go over there, man. Why they why they why they set this up so they won't be mad at me talking about all this stuff. They say nothing about this movie. Now you got a chance to work with uh, uh, your daughter, and uh, I know that's special. Yeah, I have yeah. a daughter, man, and uh, she's 22. She's in college, and she's love of my life. Talk about uh, oh man. Talk about that experience, my man. Yeah, I, get into I, my, the movie. my daughter's grown up in. She's nineteen now. She's at a university for film and television mm-hmm. uh, herself uh, at, at Chapman University and here in Orange County. And um, her career has just taken off uh, in in front of the camera as well. At the same time, learning how to be a filmmaker. And I got the call about being on this in this movie. Uh, what you know, one one uh, one fine Christmas and. And then I, and my daughter had been had booked the role and hadn't told me and and said that she was working with Vanessa Williams. I thought she meant her mom. 
And then, <laughs> and then I, uh, I, you know, she's grown up on sets. Uh, she grew up on sets her entire life. I mean, she was in the baby. She was in her first movie. And uh, she's been on the stage of the Oscars uh, performing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's, she's done a lot in the industry along the way, but this was her first opportunity to, to act in a movie and, and then to get the call, because I'd worked with the producers before, mm-hmm. and then to get the call myself to play Roger opposite um, uh, Vanessa. Uh, you know, there was fortunately one scene that we had together, uh, Sasha and I, and it was, uh, it was a proud moment. It was a proud moment to see her be so professional and to know what she was doing on set and to be acting. Well, you know, the thing I like about that is that, you know, because we know we've been on sets, you know, you've been in professional world and, you know, and, and when you, uh, when as a young kid, as it, it comes around an environment, they didn't, and they get used to, they get comfortable around, they see things differently. They see the possibilities yeah. the, that they yeah. can achieve. And that's why I think that's what you really, you know, they call it nepotism, they call it whatever, cronyism, whatever they want to call it. But it's being able to be in that environment, to be able to see it and allow it to experience and say, I can do this. And that's what that's what you're telling me when you say she's been at the Oscars, she's been here, she's been on stage, she's been on red carpets. Cameras don't bother her. Fame does no, not intimidate yeah. her. And so when she goes... If anything, her mom, if anything, her mom and I have tried to hold her Go mm-hmm. back and have her just focus on school. Uh, I mean, she ob- she obviously is a grown, so she's a woman now, and so you know she pursues her own opportunities and goes after things. And she's uh, she's also a, a model and works mm-hmm. for Serena Williams's S line and mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian's Skims line, and mm-hmm. these are all things that I'm being told she's doing. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like I'm the one trying to trying to get her hired. It's it's that she's the one ready to start her, her working career. And so she's pretty, she's pretty, pretty comfortable working and pretty confident having been around these environments her entire life. I, I always equate it to like a Steph Curry who grew up, you know, rebounding for NBA players at the arena. Right. For his dad, right. You know, being a part of that world to where it's second nature. Right. So they're obviously comfortable being on stage, being on set, being, you know, in the press, talking to the, Media, it's something that they've been around their entire life, so it's just second nature. It really is. And I think that's important that we expose our children to that opportunity, that ability to walk in, especially when you're people of color. You know, we don't have that opportunity as often. And so when we walk in, we can push ourselves back and go, should I Should I speak up? Uh, can, I, yeah. can I direct? Uh, it's not enough. Who would listen to me? You, you know, you can often question your talents before your talents are even uh, – been 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 criticized. You know, you could hold back right. your own natural abilities, and so so getting on this set. Uh, so, do you, tell us what the movie exactly is about. One Fine Christmas was the premiere is Friday, November fifteenth, nine p.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN. Tell us what the movie's about. Well, it's a holiday movie, and uh, you know, at this time of year, you know, you can't. Get, I, I personally can't get enough of them. Uh, big fan here, bro. Big fan, big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, setting the tone of family being the most important thing. And as we know, you know, getting together at the holidays is not always the easiest thing to do. It brings brings families together, but it brings up a lot of um, a lot of feelings and emotions amongst and around yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you know, if you stop and really just you know take in those that are loved and and, and those that are around you. I play a character, Roger, who gets stuck in 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 the city, uh, who's who's. Doing it has a business a relationship with Susan. The character 
that that is the mother of uh, Sasha's character, Haley. Right. Haley's home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And her mom is one of those go-getting, non-stop working individuals that isn't is, is, is watching this, the holiday season pass her by because of her her inability to stop and 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 be present with her family. Right. And uh, and so there's three storylines, and uh, my storyline with Susan and Haley are just. Uh, just uh, the element of a romantic potential relationship during the holidays that comes together and uh, played by Vanessa Williams, not my wife, my former wife, but uh, the other Vanessa Williams. Right. That, <laughs> that she's always uh, had to explain and, that throughout her acting career, by the way. Yeah, they both, <laughs> they both have, yeah. And, uh, but it was nice to meet her and, and work with her, mm-hmm. finally, because I've obviously followed her from her work as well. And it was, it was a bit of an inside joke for us all be on set and at the same time, you know, uh, be working with uh, Sasha's other mom. <laughs> it really is. You know, just, it's really interesting looking at your brand now. E, uh, e franchise owner, I was looking at the Ballers, which is on HBO, and they had one of the characters was going in that direction, being an E franchise owner. What exactly is that, Rick? A uh, professional sports owner. I think of uh, owners that own the Lakers or Celtics or. Um, whatever pro team, traditional sporting team you 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 may be a fan of, um, this generation is has grown to a level where the technology has unlocked the opportunity for uh, a global a global presence around video games, uh, whether it's the viewing of them and the enjoyment of watching them and watching people play them, or the, the your desire to actually compete at the highest level and make it a career yourself. Now I saw because yeah, I saw this special on sixty minutes. They was talking about you know they got them. It's it like a little team, you know. They're in a house. They got to practice. They got to you know they got to oh, train yeah. over and over. And you got to you try to recruit the best players for your team. Is that how it's set up yeah. for you as well? Oh yeah. So this is this is pro pro sports. And uh, you know I got in at a five years ago where you know the initial investment with my partners was a million dollars and within a short four or five. And you have esports brands uh, and teams that are valued at four hundred million dollars. You know, ours hasn't reached that. What you? What you? What you, uh, you say, man? What you? I need to slap you, Rick Fox. What you just say, man? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. The get the, the esports. Now, why, the why did you call money making conversations four five years ago? You know, then then I'd be happy with you, brother. Because I know I could have got us yeah, a four hundred million dollar franchise tag. Because that's what I do, brother. That's what I do. Well, well, let me tell you, the the gaming industry at large. Is a massive industry. It's it's larger than the it's the largest you know industry in entertainment. It's it's quite doubles music and TV and movies. So so when you think of uh, you know the opportunities in the esports community around video games in general at large, you know the the possibilities are endless. And so uh, we grew up, as you know, I'm sure we grew up in the put down the video game controller and get out the house. Yes, mm-hmm. this generation. You tell you tell a kid that in this generation. He'll just leave the house and go to his phone and play video games on his phone. Or Absolutely, because my daughter, she's in game design. she's in game design. She said she went to school. Yeah. There you go. So for mechanical fun. engineering, and now she's a yeah. she's a, a, a national honor society dean list student in game design. So wow. I, yeah. my man, I know what you're doing is is not only cutting edge but money making. And so I just want to get you on a call. First of all, I'll tell you I'm a fan of your. Your skill, you're, you're a fan of what you've done with your career and what you are doing with your career, from not only from an acting, educational, from a from a parenting, proud 
I'm a proud papa too, brother. So I know where you're coming from. I know the smiles on your face. And when my daughter gave me an honor at the University of Houston and put it around my neck, I know that was a proud moment for me. So again, One Fine Christmas premieres Friday, November 15th on OWN, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN Network. My man, I appreciate you calling my show. And, and anytime you need me, Rick, uh, Rashawn McDonald will be there for you to promote anything that you do. You need me to promote your, your e-franchise, e- just let me know. I'll do it for you, okay? Thank you. Thank appreciate you so you. much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.